Do you remember that time we spent together? I looked into your eyes. You looked into mine, we shared a bond. And maybe it was short-lived, but it could come back at any time. What? You don't remember? But I'm emoting the shit out of this. I'm selling this so hard, just go with it, okay? What if I told you I'm dying? No, screw off then. It's time for the rules of acquisition. Hello, and welcome to the Rules of Acquisition, a podcast where we're going through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the greatest TV show to really uh, make us confront the inevitable <laughs> deaths of our parents, uh, or, nah, maybe not, maybe, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> maybe it's just a show, um, anyways, <laughs> my name is Wade Bowen, with me, as always, is James Nolan, hey guys, and Hugh Crawford, hey, how's it going, that's alright, yep, uh, this week we're talking about an episode called Tides of Blood and Water. Yes, mostly water, though. This, <laughs> mostly, uh, yeah, this, yeah. this episode is episode 19 of season 5. It originally aired on April 14th, 1997. And here is an IMDb description. When a Cardassian official thinks of Kira as his, as his daughter is dying... He agrees to reveal all he knows to her, but the experience dredges up Kira's memories of her own father's death. Oh boy, this is uh, a sequel to a previous episode, a sequel that nobody asked for. What was that previous episode, Wade? I can't remember. Uh, Second Skin, I believe. Second Skin. Second Skin, that's right. So, it sounds like I um, got more of this episode than y'all did. Uh. Well, Just, yeah, I yeah, I I said something before we started rolling. Yeah, I this is the one. Uh, this is the first one of the uh, that I might actually think this is a bad episode of the season. Really, it starts off. It did not start off strong. I don't know. Like, I think it's emotionally impenetrable. Like, I don't know if these people are. I felt like emotionally. I don't want to subjectify. I don't want to subjectify people's life experiences. But this seems like a very unreal way to mine this emotional. Like I don't, field, I disagree. I don't agree with that at all. I felt like this is. Hmm. I mean, I think for me, the fact that this episode was directed by Avery Brooks says a lot because it feels like Avery Brooks was coming in, and it's a Kira episode. And I feel like, especially the the beginning did not work for me, but by the end. I think the performance is sold it a little bit better, but the performance... I don't think it's bad acted. I don't think it's badly... I think it's... I don't think it's poorly acted or directed. Yeah. I think that it's kind of like when you... I made this analogy before, but when you're... Like, when you're in a creative writing program and everybody's 21 and nobody's fucking lived a thing of life and you're having to write stories about people who are living lives, there's like this... I didn't get that. There's this sort of feeling about, like, this isn't, like, the way people respond to these events in life or or maybe you're being too precious about these sort of things in life and like i i haven't lost a parent right for me and i, I don't want to subjectify someone's i don't want to like say that your your life experiences aren't real but something about this just seemed fakey fake see i did i i don't i mean the beginning it's it started off kira starting off felt like season one kira where she's just 
coming at it real hard. Yep. Yeah. Real hard. Yeah. But by the end of it, she's coming in with that same intensity of emotion. And I thought the back end work. I don't. Again, I'm not saying the performances. I'm saying I'm not, the, but the I'm way, saying the even way. the writing. The writing to me started to feel like this is a writer. I didn't track. It. They didn't get me on board emotionally. I guess this to me felt like this is a writer rewriting from the experience of having to go through a parent dying in hospice because it's straight the deathbed stuff felt to me part of it is because uh nah visitors selling the lines a little bit better by the end but like the 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 fact that it was avery brooks because her beginning is like that over eager what i criticize avery brooks for that y'all will keep telling me you're i'm crazy but the the intensity where she's leaning in on everything and it's just kind of a little too much and no, not I've, really... I've, I've I knocked her act I think yeah, a lot yeah. the first of the season yeah well, yeah. well I, I'm just saying I threw some shade at Avery Birch right there that's what I'm just saying that y'all come at me for <laughs> but it the fact that it was directed by Avery Brooks I see him like going like oh yeah that's like something I would do lean into it and she did and it felt like. The beginning scenes where she's just so excited to see Takeni Gamora and she's like, oh, whoa, we can do this, this, and this. And it's like, okay, yeah, we'll do it in rehearsal. You come in at a 10 energy and we can draw, we can go down on that. <laughs> sure, so great. This is great for rehearsal. But then Avery Brooks was like, yes, I love it. We're keeping it. By the end, though, when she gets tired, once, once she flips over to the tired voice, I was like, all right, I'm in. And it was selling a lot more to me. Like the stuff when she's, she's basically running the machines for him in hospice and then she gets you see the fatigue that she goes through like caring for someone caring for an elderly person that's dying you see the drain that it takes on her she gets there's a the scene where she learns the big secret that he's keeping and she runs in and she's mad at him but even that like when you're taking care of somebody and you love them but then at the end it's just like such a drain on you and you're tired and you're afraid and she's like oh you can't even get your water anymore and she's like and it to me that all that the beats in there were just like straight from the writers kind of working through some shit that felt like well, to me. Well, and Robert here, well, his dad is still alive. I just checked, so I mean, it could have been something else. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not saying like, it was a dad, but having to see somebody. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know. Yeah, yeah. It it, it, it seems really weird. Okay, yeah. let's not go with the death stuff. Let's go with just the relationship from the first episode that this is, you know directly jumping off of second skin yeah and the, their relationship i never felt like it was that strong of a bond that they presented at the beginning of this episode and that's what so felt so fucking weird it's definitely not this <laughs> it felt different than that's it was. what that that's part of it and then when he's when he's when she says that you know we're, I, i'm sure we'll do a play-by-play in a minute but like there's this whole like sequence that you should don't i didn't get like emotionally yeah. it's when he goes i want to share all my secrets it's a it's a card which i love it's a perfectly cardassian thing is i want to share all of our secrets before we die so that you can go after our enemies yeah. oh i i totally agree with that i totally think that's a wonderful yeah that's a great cardassian thing yeah. but then like the next scene is about her feeling really ambivalent about it and like cisco trying to like you know this is like what? There's no downside to this, but she's like very upset about it, and I didn't understand why. And then it goes in with her father issues, but like, it's all very. I don't. Yeah, I mean, like, it seems like she has this one weird regret about her father, but like, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't. I didn't understand all of this. I mean, I agree that it was like <laughs> Cisco is kind of like. Oh, this is great! You got to do this, and her—I understood her ambivalence. So, I mean, I don't know. What is what is it? It's like she's 
got shit she's dealing with. I feel like I want to pull the what y'all pulled on me when I didn't get that wharf scene. It's like, wait, no, have you ever dealt with like a situation of somebody like dying in front of you and you're watching it and you don't want to do it? Like, yes, but like the whole issue is that like he was wanting to like share all of the secrets. Well, like an old man wants to die with with you. I get that that's draining, but like I don't know. I don't think that. I mean, yeah, she should have obviously wanted to. to get when I would be seat. talking about my boss about it, I, I would be like, no, this. Is, I mean, it's sad that he's dying, but this this stuff is going to really help us out. Right, but it's already been established. Even though I agree that it's kind of weak, and that that's almost the energy that that gives at the top of the show. But the idea she does see him as a father figure for her and, and she's that's got trauma. weird yeah it's that was but once that's that was weird I, mean, it is, I agree i agree yeah. it is weird but, but that whole the whole episode's based off of that right so after you but like once you accept it but i never like, i guess i never did because the whole time i'm sh- i'm shouting at tv but you're not related you don't know each other you know when he was carrying karaoke in his arms like this is like a grandson to me i'm like this thought your fucking grandson it's weird and that it's not he's, her son right it's weird well, she, she points that out too i mean right even yeah. but that, still then why are you doing this if she pointed out like well we're not none of us are really related well it's a conceit that they set up at the beginning of the episode it felt like thin soup wade and once i i'm going in with it so i'm fine but like okay well i, I, I never got on board yeah, i, I don't understand her father died I, I, when she was a gr- 20 or whatever right sure like we watch it in this episode, she's an adult, so she but doesn't. I thought she, she was joined formed, the revolution when she was thirteen, but her dad wasn't dead yet. Which that seems like an orphan thing to do. I, I, I think that maybe I made that leap. That well, well obviously she's not an orphan. Though, I right? obviously now, but I'm saying that I think I made that I leap always, before. I did too, because she joined when she was thirteen. Sure, and he was talking about t- like while she's like twenty years old and he's dying. He was talking about tending his garden. So I'm picturing this this dude li- having like a house and a garden, and his daughter's r- like seven years earlier ran off the joint of the revolution. Mm-hmm. That that was weird too. I mean, I'm not gonna admit that the timeline for her family thing is all weird, especially her mom. It gets weirder later. Yeah. So my grandfather, I, okay, so my grandfather died when I was five, but it died when my aunt was like nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had an aunt that's relatively close to my age, and she was nine. And for the the rest of her life, she's sort of been looking for father figures. Sure. And I get that, but that ain't Kira. <laughs> like, but that's in this. I don't. I mean, her dad was dying, and she didn't want to be around when he was dying because she was. Upset about her dad dying. So she ran off and she's got a lot of guilt and have a lot of trauma around that memories. And she's reliving a similar thing. She joined the revolution when she was 13. Sounded like she wasn't interested in being around her dad when he was living either. What are you talking? I mean, that's, you're jumping to, I don't know, man. Like, she joined the revolution because her full planet was getting, the Cardassians were shitting on everybody. And yes, yeah, the garden thing is, well, I can't help think it. it's well, like. I think that the problem that we're having with this particular episode is that, like you said, they presented these situations, these conceits, and that was good enough for you in the moment. So you were just like on board. I just never, per- I personally never got on board. I'm not faulting you or arguing with you for getting on board. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just like, I, I was never. And there's like, things they could have done to make every, it work. It seems like every other scene raised more questions for me than answered things. Right. And whenever I'm trying to like immerse myself into a story, if I'm constantly questioning the logic of it from scene to scene, 
I I get taken out of it too much to it to really. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that I was invested in the story. I'll admit that much. What sold to me was like it's clearly this is people wanted to write a show about dealing with the grief and dealing with a parent dying or a father, somebody very close to you having to watch someone die. And, and like, I, it reminded me a lot of all the stories my mom tells about my grandfather dying and how hard that was. She's in the hospital watching and the like things that like the note, the details that they, she pulls out and is like watching him die and counting every breath. Like that shit was like, that's that felt straight from a personal story to me. And it like, yes, Pump, yeah. the I, story was not that it was. I wasn't that I was invested in Kira from that second skin episode because, yes, it felt weird and incongruous. I guess like, I guess maybe I'm saying that I, I find it all kind of like hard to believe or because I have been around. So like all I've I've been in the room when all of my grandparents have died. I, like all of them, literally. Like all of my grandparents. Jesus, James Bragmush. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a dead parent, so I can't compare to that. <laughs> but like, I don't know if this episode was about the emotional trauma of like your father's in the hospital and you've been there for a couple of days and you decide like, I'm tired and he's not going to die this minute. I'm going to go get like a, like a, I'm going to get like a, a number four special at Long John Silver's. And look at my phone for an hour and then come back. And then you find out while you were gone, he died. That's going to hurt. But what, well, when her, when her dad died, it was, he's dying. I'm going to go fuck up these Cardassians because I'm upset about my dad dying. Sure. No oh, shit, I missed it. It's not like I'm just going to grab a burger. And then the, the, to Kenny Gamore, her Cardassian adopted father, is, it's all interrelated with her. her I guess I'm saying the trauma is that your father died. The moments that you weren't there, or I mean, that's hard to like, I don't know, like, the, like the trauma is that he wanted, obviously wanted her to be there and she let him down. I just don't find that that strong. Maybe, it, maybe it's some, maybe it's a coldness in me. Maybe it is I something don't think like it's that. A coldness. I, I think part of that problem is, is that they, what they were doing, the way it, part of it is, is how this information was unfolded in the episode, mm-hmm. because what they would do is that they would show you scenes like cut shots of these flashbacks and you had to like the way that they unfolded her trauma was a little clumsy yeah i agree it was kind of clumsy. so i think that you it makes it hard it it makes it hard to track emotionally you would think there would be more there there yeah right i mean what this episode to me felt like oh this is Avery, when we have these huge emotional overwrought episodes, we get Avery to direct them because he loves doing that shit. Like, he did a better job with Rejoined than this one, I'll freely admit. Mm-hmm. It felt like the first half they're setting up, like, he's just act telling her to act and go 100%, and she does. And it's just like, because it's so flimsy, it's so good. But See, by the I end, didn't it, find any acting issues. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. When, she, yeah, that's what Carrie, like, when she's got that tired voice and coming in, and that, it's the acting is what sold it for me oh. with, with Kira and the Na visitor in particular, more so than the plot carrying me along. And because yes, I agree that why she's so invested in and buys into to Kenny being Gamora and how excited she is. He's just like my dad's like, that was like, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. I mean, it, so it, it makes this uh, like, there's an inaccessible quality to this episode that I felt. I do think that it's interesting. 
I think this is an interesting quote that Robert Hugh Wolf said about the episode. He says, the most important scene in the episode is when Gamora was holding Kira Yoshi. And he goes, uh, Robert Hugh Wolf, quote, this is her family, a father that is not her father and a baby that is not her baby. That's Kira's family. Not, I know that her father isn't there with her anymore, but like she had a father growing up. She wasn't an orphan, which I thought she was. You know, in my, I don't remember like this specific episode in my rewatch. I guess I just assumed that she grew up without a father. I did too. And, I thought she was an orphan. I mean, they've been so all over the place with her family. Like, she talks about like finger painting with her mom in like season one episode. And then she's like, talks about joining the resistance at 12. So it was like, they've been all scattershot with her backstory anyway mm-hmm. so i was like okay and then this kind of solidifies that she has dad but and so if she did have that kind of harrowing upbringing like i don't know like the idea that her father was like obsessed with this garden like if your daughter runs away at 12 like the world that you live in where your daughter runs away at 12 to like become a terrorist is not the world where a man gives i mean i don't know like well i mean for, it we seemed, don't know it that, seemed like, almost it seemed almost pastoral that like his lot, his sweet life was now taken over by this thing right. where, where Cardassians are killing people. Where it seems like Cardassians have been killing people for a long time. Right. Well, like maybe you, that garden was the one thing he held onto since of normalcy. You can give it that kind of, but it felt like it was well, I mean, weird. You can do what? Yeah, you can do any number of things. I mean, they put it in there, so it was like okay. Yeah. Like I, I mean, guess I assumed that if he was alive, he too was like a hard motherfucker. We don't know that he wasn't. Because he uh, had a garden, uh, we don't know much about. Like I didn't get a he sense. He didn't of who seem like da- he didn't seem like Cable. Let's put it that way. Well, yeah, because because Bajor is basically the Shire, and they're all hobbits until the Cardassians come and scourge them. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get a sense of who her dad was at all, other than a bald guy that was dying. And but you know, it's, he was just there to die for the plot. So. And the worst thing that ever happened to him is that the Cardassians fucked over his garden. Well. And that, like, his wife left him for some. But well, we don't know what his wife happened uh, with her yet. Yes. So it's, it's like the weird things when you're dying. It's like, oh, did I leave the oven on? It's like, no, don't worry about that. But he's like hung up on his garden or something. I don't know. I guess I thought there was. And then when they started doing flashbacks, I thought, like, it makes you think, okay, so when they start doing flashbacks in Necessary Evil, is that the name of the episode? Yeah. Yeah. Like where you see Kieran Odo meet for the first time. Right. When they start doing flashbacks, that ended in like a big ass reveal. Like I guess I thought like oh we're gonna learn something juicy. That's that's <laughs> what I meant. That's what I meant by how it un- like her trauma unfolded because they were treating it like it was like a plot turn. Yeah, like you're uh, gonna- yeah, it wasn't formatted well into the structure. Of it. it was just like oh wait we need to oh now we need to go back and deal with this thing. So like let's throw a flash or or that you like that get more personally was ruining her father's garden or something (laughs) (laughs) like that there would be some sort of turn in it like that i yeah yeah. so i mean we don't have to talk of i guess we should get into it some but we don't have to break it down yeah yeah we we Uh, we covered a lot of graph yeah we it starts off with just an exposition spiel where she's like to kenny gamore was in this episode in season two where he was like my father and she's so excited about it and Worf is just like what the fuck <laughs> them having to explain it to them explaining that complicated as plot to yeah. Worf and him just being like that doesn't make any fucking sense to me <laughs> right? like, yeah. yeah he let all the dissonance like um Cardassian politics are very complex yeah and she's got the bracelet that he gave her at the end of that and even though it's not it's not dress uniform regulation or whatever, but and he comes on and she's like leaning in so hard. Now you're gonna lead the Cardassian resistance. He's like, 
tough sh- uh, I've got this proposal. You're going to do all this stuff. She's like, tough shit. I'm dying. I can't do it. You, we can make it work. And she leans in and she's like a season one overeager, not as great Avery Brooks to me. <laughs> like in the way that she's so just intense and it's a little much. But he's dying. And he's, yeah, and then they, they get, and he goes, Yerim. I'm dying. I'm dying. And then, like, this devastating look, and I'm like, I don't, I barely remember this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and how yeah. many syndrome, he's got Yerim Fell syndrome, which is different than whatever the guy in Duet had, but how many syndromes do Cardassians get? Yeah, Card- Card- They're like bulldogs. Good. They get good. <laughs> they get a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. It's spread through his digestive tract, circulation, and cartilaginous tissue. Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I've got hip dysplasia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You got to clean real close in the folds of their lizard necks. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, 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 yeah. I've got Cardassian eczema. It's fatal. Cisco's <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. doing a captain's long. He gets interrupted by O'Brien because Ducat coming. Ducat's like, Oh, we want this guy back. Yeah, I don't believe... I didn't get any of this stuff either. Like, but you keep going. Yeah, well, I liked Avery Brooks in this episode a lot. Just his... No, No, I don't... I mean, the guy knows all the dirty shit about Dukat, so he wants to get him back. But why can't this... Why can't they just tell Dukat to go eat a dick? They do. He's with us. He's so... No, but they like let him on the ship. They have... Because he's got... Well, because he's got a big Jim Hadar battleship... We locked onto the station and they don't want to have a fight. It was different up and bef- before now because there wasn't any declared war. But now it's declared war. Is it? And he's a dissident. They're going to ply him for information. This is all very common. Like, I don't like... Right, right. And, I mean, it's basically they're at a detente and they don't want to fight. So they're like, all right, fine. And, you know, like, Ducat's like, oh, you, you kept the gold Ducat, not a legate or anything. It's like, well... You know, it's less pretentious than a president, the emperor, or first minister, or emissary, and it's kind of a jab at Cisco. Mm. He's like, "Well, we'll take it under request. Thanks a lot, asshole." And he just hangs up on him. We don't, we don't have an extradition or contract. Or, they let the, fu- you know, so don't get your hopes up. And he hangs up on and him. And they let the fucker dog, <laughs> which is crazy. Well, yeah, because he's because. Well, and then they have the the Miles and Keiko baby scene, and we talked about that. And then <laughs> come on, come on, you you got to admit it'd be fucking weird to let a fucking Ru- Russian U boat dock off oh, of the USS. Oh, are, are you talking about whenever Goldicott shows up? <laughs> yes, he sh- that's because he shows up with weapons locked and yeah, and shit. Yeah, exactly. He, he had like guns out. Yeah. And all he requested, that was a part of the episode, is like he had weapons locked with a, like a Dominion fleet or whatever behind him. And all he had to do for him to stand down was to let him on the ship. Yeah. So that wasn't right. It's still, it's still fucking weird to me. But so I don't what, know. yeah, it made sense to me because he's like, well, we could fight and we could have all these people die or we could just like, all right, fine, come on. And and then we'll just keep talking to him and drag it I out. mean, I, I liked it because you got Wayun, which was the best thing about yes. this episode. Yes. So, yes. like, let me not shit it too much but the whole time i'm just kind of like nobody's on a war footing this show does war footing weird but yeah well i mean and they do try to actively kill the fucking guy like while they're on the ship oh, so but, yeah well and even that gets like he wants to do shrital where he gives up his secrets we talked about that and Cisco's like, yeah, do that shit. She's like, I don't know if I want to. Like, come on, you're gonna do it. Obviously. Yeah, I didn't get. I mean, yeah, I still don't get why that was so. Because she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to deal with her father shit that she has from father when her dad died, and she doesn't. Wanna... Okay, so she was just like her uh, choice was between 
taking all of this information or kicking him off the fucking ship and not seeing him again? No, because she's when he's, like, once he says he's gonna die, she's probably gonna be at his bedside table since he's the only person that she knows in life anyway. Well, that's what she's. And she clearly loves him. That's what. She, well, she's not. She doesn't want to be there. That's that's what she said. That's what when Cisco's like, yeah, of course you're gonna do it, right? Her point is like, well, couldn't we get somebody else to do it? And he's like. No, the guy wants you there when he dies, not just to get his information. And Cisco's like, look, it's a dying man's wish. You should do it because he wants to not be alone when he dies. He wants his fake daughter there. And she's like, well, okay, I guess so. Uh, you know, it's not a choice. And she's like, are you up to it? I was like, well, I don't have a choice. I'm all he's got. And then we get the flashback to good old KV cave set and yeah we talked about that her dead friend that died in the serial killer episode oh yeah you get to see that that guy again yeah, yeah. that was and both arms yeah both arms yeah <laughs> save some money on cg or yeah yeah or whatever yeah, they just he just stuffed it in his arm and they <laughs> yeah did you guys hear the amazon is green lit uh, a prequel just about that guy <laughs> <laughs> the shikar resistance yes no yes. just that just that guy <laughs> just that guy yeah, yeah just that guy whole army yeah oh yeah. one arm yeah it's yeah. gonna be pretty he's got good. so many pseudonyms they can go through everything no, yeah um, and then it's just like the dude in hospice and she's hooking him up to the machine and you know he's telling her about gold trapar and he's, he's throwing all his dirt and he's like oh my mouth's dry it's like classic he's dying of cancer i guess yeah he's got an aide glenn borvin uh, yeah whatever so he's uh yeah and then they have like a montage of her like taking care of him so it's you don't how know how long it is but it's been up to she's been up for like 30 hours straight at one point i, I like the montage yeah because it <laughs> it meant that we didn't have to sit through a lot of these scenes sure sure it did what uh, it, it got it conveyed the information that it needed to she's been doing a lot of it. yeah uh has another uh well we see the old clock from season one that cisco built in the background in one scene i just i liked it that thing shows up throughout the whole series yeah yeah and then the yeah ducat shows up and way you number five yes yes which this is a big deal because this is the first we know that they clone Vortis, right? Uh, yes. Yes. And this idea was had by Iris Steven Bear while he was on set uh, filming the last the episode where Wayu dies. Because <laughs> like, he was like, why the fuck did we just do this? <laughs> yeah. and It's so the right he, call because he's the best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. On the back end, this episode is going to get points just because it's not only is Jeffrey Combs in this, but he's, he's in my favorite character. He's so good. In my favorite of the three he plays in this show and then he's just like very he's very good in that scene like he's yeah this is like he's very wayoon in that yeah, scene yeah. that i like, like oh. but. <laughs> when uh cisco and he shows up and it, he loves dabo and- dabo <laughs> that is dabo isn't it <laughs> i don't know why you insist on playing this ridiculous game i like games yeah and, yeah there's this like beautiful detachment and cisco's being an ass i was like oh he hates you we need to work on your public image back on cardassia <laughs> yeah and i do like that you start getting i mean that starts to be a uh i mean you know no you know whatever spoilers but the dominion's uh disinterest like their waning belief in the capabilities of ducat yeah is a plot point over time and that's where it sort of starts here he's like "Ooh, people hate you that's not a good thing like <laughs> yeah. that's not what we want like yeah and- yeah and this whole thing is kind of ducat kind of sweating that a little bit that's like yeah. kind of why he wants to get this guy taken out because this guy's got 
dirt that will. I do like the 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 Dominion has a corporate culture that you have to mesh with. Yes, yeah. And if you don't, it could really be bad for your career there. Yeah, that is the thing about Wei Yun more than any of the other sort of bad guys that they do. And maybe this is one of the, like uh, another Armin Shimmerman show. Buffy, the mayor from Buffy, is another kind of villain that is not necessarily about like like his his demeanor isn't direct aggression you know he's got like evil things he's trying to accomplish but he really he would just like you to be happy while he does it (laughs) you know and Wei Yun is one of those sort of like that corporate culture is kind of like that where it's like why do you think we're the enemy we're not mean (laughs) like I'm sure that I'm sure that if I spent hours with Paul Ryan I think he's like the fucking evilest man on in America but if I spent hours with him I, I don't think he would do directly like if i was just, just me if i was me hang out and talk about rage against the machine so we're just, yeah like yeah I you, use the, I was, hey james are you just discovering the banality of evil yes that's what it's not something that i'm discovering but it is something that you don't see like that isn't represented a lot on television right well, yeah. is yeah 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 and way is the first guy to really right do that like right yeah he's like cisco's like oh you're gonna take this guy back for execution he's like no we got him off all charges the new dominion uh <laughs> judicial system is very good you know yeah yeah it's, and the dominion courts are great and oh and just like when they bring up the cloning thing and cisco goes immortality immortality of a sort interested just, yeah, that's so great. Always willing to wheel and deal. Yeah, is, yeah. Is the is the feeling that you get that like the Dominion they'd like to get their meat hooks in you any way they could. Yes, right. Yeah, and then to Kenny Gamore, Ducat's like, come on, just come back to Cardassia. We, you know, I we know where your daughter is one, and that's the one thing that kind of gets this the guy to turn his attention a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then he's just like. Maybe if it were just you and me, Ducat, I could deal with you, but I don't like the company you keep. And then you see it in Ducat's face, like, well, fuck. <laughs> like, uh, I could have made this work almost. Yeah. But the price is too damn high. Yes. The rain is too damn high a party, uh, mayor of New York. And I do like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I miss that guy. The famous uh, gloved uh, mayoral candidate. Um, I do like that it, it was a weird tone. Like, and I get it. Like, it's not wrong. But to like that they put position Kira to be like, uh, say no, say no yeah. to where your daughter is. Fuck yeah. your daughter. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it, it was a very, it was, it was a tonally weird thing for me. It was, but. yeah, yeah, it was a little bit weird. But you know, I was like, wait, you can't trust to God anyways. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It's just it's a weird, sure, it's, sure. A, it's a weird thing to have her be saying. Right, right. Um, but we get the one quirk scene where he's just like. You want a frosty Bajoran ale? Oh yeah, <laughs> or something stronger like a black hole, and and that's just like it worked for me, just because it's just showing how like at her wits and afraid she's just like I don't fucking care, man. I'm just was she sitting on the was she sitting on the floor dangling her feet off a balcony in that scene? No, she was leaning against the balcony. Oh okay, okay, in, okay. In, in the bar. That seems less weird. Okay, yeah. All right, cool. He's like, you look terrible. Not that I mind. I like my women a little rumpled. Well, just give me my drink. Because Quark's a creep. Yes. And, you know, and she's like, I don't care. Just give me something. He's like, well, I'll give you some worn Inyak's milk to help you sleep. <laughs> and then that's when Ducat. Oh, the Ducat scene. Sorry, this is just me talking about how much I, the things I loved in this episode. 
but somebody's got to, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you, we'll give you this one. <laughs> but when that the cut scene, when he comes in to give like her the Cardassian data pad or whatever, which is like a, a tiger video game or whatever. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it did look like a tiger video game. Nineties <laughs> <laughs> yes. kids get that now. Shut. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hear they're I hear they're rebooting them and making them for kids, and they're just going to pre win tiger games. <laughs> right. But he gives her that, and she's just like, "I'm not going to read that shit, you son of a bitch." She's like. Well, you might want to check it out. And then her whole like, you are really enjoying this, aren't you? Son of a bitch. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And oh, you're a sick little game. Ducat, it's like, you know what? I'm not even going to play. I must admit, I do get a certain perverse pleasure out of it. And then when she chucks that mug at him. That was pretty fun. That was pretty I like great. the Ducat stuff. I liked all of this stuff. Yeah, this, uh, this stuff I liked. Yeah. And I watched it at work on a second screen and then i watched it at home on a big screen did she hit him with the mug or does he actually dodge it uh i thought he dodged it it too but then the second time it looked almost like it popped you know what it looked like to me it looked like that he tried like that that plan was for him to dodge it but then maybe a chunk hit him yeah but since it's like you know it's it's relatively benign sort of sugar glass he didn't really hurt him and so I think maybe I think maybe it was like an accident on set, but it wasn't like a but big deal. Just like, yeah. Fuck it. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna keep it because and yeah, even if it hit him, it works. But mm-hmm. and then I went back and I rewatched it several times. And I couldn't. I just couldn't tell the difference. He either dodged it or it hit him. Oh well. Either way, that scene, I thought, yeah, that's just like this is just at the point where her acting kind of sells it for me, and I I give. A credit for that to Avery Brooks, I guess, because oh yeah, are are we at the end where she's breaking down and explaining, um, well, explaining her emotions? Yeah, because w- something happens at the end of this episode or toward the end of it that I hate in all of TV and all of in all of visual storytelling. I hate right. Well, she and it's whenever somebody has an emotion and somebody explains it like they're fucking Sherlock Holmes, and that's why you didn't want to be there. It's because you were, Bashir does that, where he is like, and that's where you felt bad and you didn't want to, and like, where he fills in the gaps and explains to her how she felt. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah I, know, I know exactly uh, what you're yeah. it's, it's the way some... to make, it's the way to make, it's a way that writers make these emotional revelations look like detective story. Like, yes. <laughs> like yes, reveals. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and it's like that whenever you do that to someone you, that you're with and they're, you know, you're, you're sharing your problems and then you go, you're doing that because of this. And I always want to go, well, fucking course I'm doing that because of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not a, like, it's not a, my, my life isn't a mystery. It's that I'm fucking can't overcome it. That's the problem. But like, <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, but so, yeah, I mean, he, the, the data pad he gave her was to tell her that Kenny Gamar was a soldier when he was 19. And there's like a big Kiesa massacre where 17 monks died yeah it, it turns out that a cardassian of fighting age did something bad during a cardassian war <laughs> yeah and, uh, occupation not war just uh, like right. <laughs> in this episode it's basically a war yeah and then he finds out i should and he's like i should have never signed up to be in the military during an occupation <laughs> <laughs> like i like how whenever he whenever he lists his regrets you know yeah, yeah. He says basically what the audience needs to hear. Like, the, uh, in order to stay sympathetic, the audience had to hear him be sad about, yeah, you know, about being, a, yeah, yeah. It's... I mean, 
Yeah, sure. (laughs) But I mean, I bought it, you know, I probably, some people have relatives who did like awful fucked up shit in Vietnam that they regret, but they're not bad people. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, it's yeah. it's it's very it's a it's a weird I guess I just and like the the show kind of like did she not did she not like I don't know yeah yet again it's like a second week I'm asking this question did that not occur to them that that could have happened well the show <laughs> kind of sets up that like even the show like they kind of address it where she's she uses that as a reason to like pull elder abuse on them or whatever yes and and uh <laughs> like just drink the fucking thing and she's like oh I'm mad at you. <laughs> You stupid old motherfucker. You ruined my life. <laughs> right, right, right. But then even at the end, like Julian or uh, Odo, I think, is like, look, you could have found that out if you searched his military history. You didn't want to, but now you're just using that as an excuse because you don't want to face whatever you need to face. True. Yeah. Oh, and then we get, and then we also had the Wayone and the Kanar scene, which. Again, Cisco, I loved in this episode. I love that, like that Odo scene is kind of just like Odo saying, "This forced conflict is forced conflict." Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like he but, calls her out, like, "Are you gonna go see him?" I was like, "Are you telling me I should?" It's like, "No." Are you telling yourself you should? And it's like, "Oh, okay." But uh, what would have been better? What would have been better at that moment is that it was actually something damning. Yeah, you know that wasn't just a basic routine like wage of war, but like if he did something that would actually be hard for her to overcome, maybe I don't know. I'm not into this episode at all, so it would be hard for me to say. But like, yeah. uh, well, I like, think part of that what, would be. Yeah, no, I mean maybe that would show her being the bigger person, but I think part of it is just like she's just looking for an excuse not to do it. She finds it, but yeah, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. This episode's weird to me. But that Odo, I mean, that Cisco Canar scene where he's just like, you motherfucker, because Ducat gave him a bottle of poison Canar or whatever, and he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, Here, sit down and have a bottle of Canar with have it. Have some Canar. I insist. And, and Ducat's like, I don't drink that shit. No, it's bad for me. And the way Yoon's eyes, just Jeffrey Combs, just in that scene, is just like, the like, oh shit, oh shit, shit's about to pop. And it's just like, the kind of like, I ain't getting involved, but the kind of glee he has to watch it, and then he he drinks the poison himself, and they're just like, "Holy shit, what the fuck are you doing?" That was, and it's like, oh, another bit of world building we get about the Vorta. I was like, oh, we're immune to most poisons because everybody tries to kill us all the time. Yeah, isn't that the best like inter- interjection of world building where you have? Yeah, that was a that was a really well done. Like the way you and stuff and the and like. I it's really good. Half that it got stuff is really good in this episode. Yeah. Can you imagine how fun this episode would be if it was just Ducat or Wayu trying to kill a, the, a spy and uh, like yeah, Cisco? Yeah. Cisco's got to match wits with them. Like that would be fun. So, like that would have been. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this could have been an easily repaired episode. Yeah. Yeah, and then Julian, she's doing something. I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna be dead within the hour. And, she has a flashback to where her dad finally dies. She comes back from the fight. And, the, yeah. and that's the reveal, right? We finally get that. Yeah, that she left her dad when he was there. And he died like less than an hour before she got back. And, and then she buries him by a, on a hill in the red sky. What if she didn't like her father? 
That would be a better thing, right? We don't know anything really about her relationship with her father. <laughs> Maybe she did it. <laughs> but, yeah, but, I, but you get what I'm saying. Like, she's clearly, like, saying. holding sure. him and, like, yeah, yeah. like what if she was, like... What if it was, like, you left when we were kids and now I found you later? Yeah. Yes, yeah. and then I'm supposed to, like, what if... I don't want to say, what if it was, like, Magnolia? Like, <laughs> don't you die on me, you motherfucker! I fucking hate you. I'm not going to help him yeah, yeah. in any way. If he dies, you need to like touch him. I mean, what if there was something there instead of nothing there? Maybe is 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 what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Again, that would have been like a story hook. It's kind of just depending on people relating to. Oh, that's like my dad because he's he's like a blank slate. Really, he's yeah. it's a bald dude that's like in pain, and he's like, oh, that's like my you know I don't know. I guess that's the intent that you can imprint whatever you want on them. <laughs> but yeah. Or I mean, that's, yeah, it that's is. A, it is like placeholder. Like they got to scenes. They were, they had really a good time writing the way you into cut scenes. And then they just got the scenes and they would just say dad stuff. <laughs> and then like, and then we'll fill in later. <laughs> Maybe somebody in the writer's room have a good idea for dad stuff. But right. It's like, oh, and then like we don't need a good idea. People get dad stuff. The people pe- people people get dead parents, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Way to love it. It's dad issues. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it, your dad hasn't died. No, no, no I'm I mean I'm yeah. <laughs> You're preparing to have dad stuff. <laughs> right. No. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess um Oh, uh, yeah. And she's like, oh, I, th- I thought it was the will of the prophets, but that's bullshit. <laughs> you know, when she has a breakdown at the end. I didn't have to go when I did. I could have stayed a while longer. The non-visitor sold that kind of monologue for me. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. Maybe, I, I, I don't know. I've just seen that situation and I don't know if, I don't know. It's, 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 it, it, I just don't I think, think that. Even having not seen that situation. Mm. Me spending the first 20 minutes of shouting at the TV, you're not fucking related, <laughs> made, made that stuff on the back end seem a little bit uh, heavy handed. It is hard. No, I, I yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, but, you know, well, yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, if you're not, if you, but I mean, you, just because you're not related, family can be a lot of things, I guess. And that's, I guess, and if that's you, Robert Hewitt family, Wolf kind and, of, but if you're not going to delve into it, but if you're not going to, family can mean a lot of things, but I mean, I don't know what kind of family you, you only have 20 minutes of screen time over seven seasons <laughs> together. <laughs> I mean, it's like, they didn't even say that she went and visited him. Like if she was like, oh, I'm off to Cardassia to visit my adopted father, like every other episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just like something. Yeah. I mean, I agree that it was thin. Like, I didn't buy it, and it was so. The, and again, like I said, the acting up top from her was just like so over eager and just like not playing to me. So you know, I agree. It, it felt like a force. It felt like a forced sequel to a, an episode that I was a pretty forgettable episode to begin with. I feel like it, this could have been reworked where it wasn't so dependent on Kira and her relationship, but, but maybe. Kira just needs to keep this fucker alive in order to get his secrets before Dukat can kill him. Like a, like a, like she likes him. Like she likes him, but it's not like emotionally devastating, but maybe that grows on her. It was, yeah, you could give her an arc still. What if he, what, then you could be weird that where, where it is weird, where, he, because he doesn't know where his real daughter is and because his daughter died and because of all of this stuff, he's put all of this sort of emotion and baggage into really liking Kira and Kira hasn't thought two shits about him since 
second skin. Right. Uh, because she got out of that fine. Jesus, that would make more sense. And so when yeah. he comes and he's come and he comes and says, you know, Cisco comes her and says that this guy, remember him from season three, yeah, he yeah. wants to like unload all of the shit on you. And it's going to be a, a big treasure trove of intelligence because he looks at you like a daughter. And that could be emotionally weird because she doesn't feel shit for him. Right. Like that, that would be more interesting because that's it's something. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I think you're, you're totally right. I disagree with you in that I thought Second Skin would, I remember liking Second Skin a good deal and thinking that the relationship was good for that. But No, I'm not, it's not about liking, it's, I was just thinking about like remembering. Well, like I thought it was overall pretty forgettable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I remembered that she was, that relationship enough, but again, it's not selling it. I think that's part of this, the issue of this show that we talk about this show is kind of like a, transition show between a more serialized show like this episode is not written building off of that episode as much as it's calling back to that episode but it's written in an episodic manner where they just kind of data dump at the beginning and it's not even it's just a data dump to get the exposition out to tell the story that they want to do with this episode it's not really that linked to it because like if you watch this episode and watch this one it would still be weird and that's the problem i mean yeah that's this show that's, is that's, 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 that's what that's i'm what saying is like they didn't do any work in between yeah that's just because this show isn't doing that yet that's like a show nowadays would be doing that extra work because right. it's how shows are written and this is so still, you're saying it's sort of like like in a fossil record when you're looking for like <laughs> winded you know you're looking in the fossil record of TV this is yes. this is the one that has like a different amount of like story vertebrae than yeah yeah that, that's right. yeah that's that's exactly <laughs> I mean the, that's kind of my whole thing with this podcast yeah I see what you're saying. Well, okay, good... so this is what this is what I uh, this is how I'll put it a different way that doesn't let that that lets them off the hook less. I would say at this point. If five seasons in and they're and the show is working now, the show has got a lot of they've accrued a ton of strengths, and for some reason they're just not focusing on their strengths, and like it's very that's very weird to me. Yeah, oh, it's like even they wrote that show that second skin episode like three years ago or something. It's not like they can just rewatch it on DVD every Yeah. It's like, Oh, I remember we did that. So what happened in that episode? He's like a father figure. Okay. We'll just write an episode calling back to that or some spec script writer just threw an episode in with that and they just doctored it up or something. Yeah. It's, yeah. It seems like that you got some serious momentum going on on the show and you're even dealing with it in this episode with like the Cardassian. Like I would rather like that stuff is so much more interesting or what if, what if the stuff he had to tell her is usable and interesting? Like yeah, it's kind of a shame that it's just yeah, kind of like, like, I don't know if it, if he got his info out cause it, they're selling that he has like some, Dirty, like he's got the thing that's gonna unravel Ducat. Unravel yeah. Ducat. He's entirely. got Ducat's P tape, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and and I don't know if he ne- they just like she didn't get that far, or he died before the P tape got came out, or what? You know. Right. Right. And it, yeah, it's a little yeah. unclear. Yes. Yeah. And 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 so they're just not like these writers are good at doing what I'm saying. It's just they're not focusing on their strengths, and and it's it's at this point it's not that this episode's a bad episode. It's that that is frustrating, and I and I get this where you know, the, as the show gets better in quality, the shows I'm going to hate are going to be better in quality too. Yeah. 
Because it's still about the step down. I guess so, yeah. You know, like, really shitty, really shitty base- baseball pitchers are still, like, amazing pitchers. You know, like, they are amazing in comparison to their to their the peers. Level. Yeah, the yeah. Level with, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so this episode may have been one of the best episodes in season one. And it's probably think, one of the worst in season five. See, I don't think it was bad at all but if you're looking at it as an episode that's supposed to build off of another episode it it fails and it's not a perfect episode mm. but i felt like they wanted to tell a story about some you know watching a parent figure die and they yeah you know what i feel like all the stuff that if you take away the dying stuff and the kira stuff a lot of, i like the rest of it mm-hmm. i like the ducat cisco stuff i like the way stuff yeah. Yeah. I mean, that stuff's great. I even like the idea that they have to, like, they're extracting this information out of a dying guy. I, I like all that. I just like none of the father stuff. And that's all ultimately what it was. And I don't like, you know, it was just, just didn't seem that stuff like, you know, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's people who just recently, but like, I'm sure that there's uh, people who've lost a parent who, that maybe they broke down crying over this. I don't yeah, know. I feel like, but like, yeah, I can only, I can only say what it is for me. And it just seemed weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, where are we on this? I mean, we're at the end basically. Uh, where then he dies. She goes back to Sherlock Bashir. Gives yeah. Him. Uh, he's got yeah. CNS failure, which is central nervous system, I guess. And then they do the postmortem and the statement and a little bit of paperwork and that's it. Is it so simple? A little simple? bit of paperwork. And, yeah, and it, it's never that simple. Bashir says. Mm. Dude, what are the whoa? What are the funeral rites? You know, because that's like a weird thing when you're when you're, when sometimes like I you know like there's multiple times well, that's, where like a parent or me because my parent has been upset that I've got to like because I'm an only child right so when I say my grandparents have died it's that my parents are like devastated and I'm like an adult so I have to be like the right what do we you know hey nurse what do we do now like that kind of stuff right. and that's a thing where you you have to go to like a nurse and say well he's dead so like what do we do right well (laughs) that's kind of what the resolution of this whole episode is about like ducat comes in it's like oh i I heard he died so um we're gonna take him back to cardassia Mm -hmm. and cisco's like oh i bet you're bummed out aren't you it's like no we're not bummed out not after his deathbed confession that he had and it's like and he's like wait a minute the only problem with that is it never happened and then wayun has a great like yeah, that is a small problem, but we can handle it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, we're going to take him back to Cardassia and bury him with like the rights and everything. So it looks like he had a deathbed kind of reversal. And now we let him go back home. And then Cisco is like, oh, well, you know, there's a, a small problem with that tough shit. We buried him already because yeah, Kira was acting as the, you know, next of kin, I guess. Just said, fuck it. I'm going to bury it. Well, not fuck it. it. I'm sure it was very meaningful for her. But because uh, we saw where she buried her own father in the red sky by what I thought was a cave, but I guess it's just the top of a mountain. And she buries Takeni Gamora right next to her father. And it's not a red wasteland this time. It's a sunny s- scene. There's grass and there's all these flowers and stuff. And uh, so, yeah. And she gets to put him to rest next to her actual father. It's... I guess a nice thing. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it's showing the difference between Bejor then and now, I guess in some sense, but it's also, 
whatever. Yeah, and that that just added the weirdness where I'm like with you. You known him for two days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shouting at the TV the whole time. He's not really your dad. We spent a whole episode establishing that. But she's she was following his um news in Cardassia. She was seeing what he was up to. She mentions following that at much, even if they didn't meet. And he was keeping track of her at one point when they're passing uh the O'Brien's baby around. He's like, Oh, you ever want your own kids with that Shakar dude? And she's like, How the fuck do you know about that? It's like, I, ah, I read the tabloids. Light stalking is not a replacement for or actual like you know relationship I guess, I guess well he's a sad guy who you know he's he's transferred his feelings for his daughter to her I yeah guess. I guess that's weird to me it's not I mean I guess I could get I could get him doing that I can't get her right reciprocating. I got that yeah. she I got it I mean his story makes sense his daughter was like yeah is in the wind and he doesn't really know who she is like I get all of that and like that there's this hole in his heart and he's got no closure. So he's going to right. stick it into someone else who kind of fits the bill, you know, that he had an emotional attachment to because of this one event. Like I, That makes sense. It's her. It's At her. At the end of Second Skin, she has a very, she has a connection to him at the end of Second Skin. It's not, I would, I agree that it does not play to me that she had a stronger connection at the end of Second Skin as she did at the beginning of this episode. I will freely Gen- admit that much. Generally, there was when, a there was a close that she did feel something at the end of it. Yeah. It I wasn't mean, just he's some he's asshole. Like a, but. He's like a good neighbor. You know, like he was a guy in her building that was just really, really nice to her. No, it's more than that. She went through a thing and she realizes realized how the his relation his feelings for her daughter were put. I, I don't mean, think she, they dealt. I don't think they did the work for that relationship. It's I. I'm telling. Yeah, I'm. Admi- I'm. I'm agreeing. They didn't do the. He's work. admitting for what they needed for this story. They didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They did some work, but not the work that they they pretended they had at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So where are we at? What are we? Uh, I, All I, right. That's the end. Well, where are we at on the rewatch meter? I guess I, this would be a big fat zero for me if I never ooh, had to see this episode ooh, again. I, I get to be. I get to be the nice guy. Yeah, you get. You can. I'm gonna give it a four. Just because I might want to watch that Wayun poison canar scene, scene oh, yeah. which was, which is, I think, like if you're gonna make a 50 minute, like if you're gonna make a clip of my favorite scenes in like 50 minutes, that's probably on the list. Really, yeah, Wayun is right. so Wei, Weiyun is so delicious in that. It's pretty good scene, and He's it's so good. Yeah, and it, it's the first time that you get to meet that side of the Dominion, really. Because he's really, he's rather gross and unctuous. In the first one. On, yeah. In the first one. But this one, it shows like, like I, you know, he's fake and he's yeah. like, he's manipulating people. But there is like a legitimate joy that he gets. Yeah, he's having in, such a good time. In these really? interpersonal issues. Yeah. So, that and that's a part of Wayun that I like. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like this episode, it feels to me like that season one episode progress that, I liked that you did not. Yeah. I feel like this is kind of like the... Yeah. Well, where, where would you put it then, Wade? I mean, it depends. Like, if I'm in a, like, let's see, Kira go through some shit stuff, I might put it at, like, a six. All right. So we're at zero, four, and six, pretty much. I will say that I think Kira and Progress made more sense than this. But All right. uh, I mean, the sense is... I am probably made more sense, but mm. I think she does a better job in this outside of that first beginning part. Oh, as far as acting goes. Yeah, probably. What do you guys yeah. think the good people of IMDb think of this? Um, 
I think they probably like it, but not. It's not going to be like an. I'm going to put it at seven point five. I'll go seven point eight. Well, Wade, it's a seven point two. Seven hundred and oh, ten shit. people voted. Oh. So yeah, I almost said straight seven point oh, and then I was like, ah, I'll go. because oh, so, I was thinking that it was. I mean, maybe they, they just don't like Kira. Like that seems to be a thing. Yeah, is that a thing? Like, I think, a, like a, yeah, I, don't, I think but, she's wonderful. I just so and I, I don't think this episode is her fault. Yeah, no, 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 no. Right. Well, either. they don't like Bajor episodes, and that falls on Kira a lot of time. But this has got Wayun and Dukat. Like yeah, it seems yeah. like that would get buoyed up for that. So, oh, maybe that might be what bumped it up to seven point two. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what do we got next week? Uh, that's an interesting question. Oh, more Ferengis. Ferengi love songs. Is that that one? Uh, yes, Ferengi love songs. Yeah, this is the one with not Oof. Andrea Martin and uh, Wallace Shawn. Everybody's favorite socialist actor, Wallace Shawn. Yes, yes. All right. Well, who they are? Who's uh, the Chapo Trap House is actively trying to get Wallace Shawn to get I, on this that, to yeah. get on his third podcast. We should get so. Wallace Shawn before Chapo does. If we, pull a coup. And we will just talk, yeah. I, we're going to subject all of our patrons to just us uh, talking about my dinner with Andre <laughs> Please. for hours. Oh my god! I'll watch it finally if we get Wallace. Can can one of y'all work on getting Wallace Sean? You can do that, right? Yes. <laughs> you live closer to it. That's true. It's true. But I, I assume he lives it. in Manhattan. Probably. Yeah. So, uh, yes, it's that. It's directed by. Renee, uh, Renee Aubergenois and Tiny Ron is in it, and <laughs> it's a good old fan. It's a good old yeah. Ferengi like hooting, hooting episode, huh? Yes. Uh, All right. There may be ear stuff. I think there's ear stuff. Oh Jesus, fuck! It's a Ferengi episode. There's gonna be ear stuff. Well, it's Ferengis and fucking. So yeah, there there will be ear stuff. There will be ear stuff. <laughs> Prepare your lobes, man. <laughs> Gird your lobes. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for this week. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. All right. So, if folks want to give us a call or pay, give us uh, money on a regular basis, what should they do, Wade? <laughs> well, they should give us a call. I thought we were going to have plenty of time for voicemails this episode, but we might not. No. You will hear our epi- our voicemails. We're going to we got a we got a system for that, don't worry. Your voicemails will be heard. So give us a call at 917-408-3898. Let us know what you think about uh Deep Space 9 or whatever. If you want to send us an email with a recorded thing or your typed out thoughts or whatever you can do that at rules of acquisition podcast at gmail.com try to keep it under three minutes because that's when the voicemail cuts off um yeah all right oh and if and if you do want to give us money and support us and hear us talk about things that aren't necessarily star trek but we got a lot of thoughts on things and whatnot on dune and the works of Donald Glover, especially. Yeah, we're, we're going to keep talking about Donald Glover until now. <laughs> yeah, as, as much as nobody wants to hear it, except uh, the I, three maybe. of us. Yeah. <laughs> All um, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. patreon.com slash kickers of elves. All right. All right. Well, I think that's, that's it for this week. Yeah, do all the stuff that Wade said. So <laughs> we hope that you join us next week for another episode. Oh, yeah. Tell your friends. Yes. Tell them to listen to it. And, do all and that if you have, don't have friends, tell your mail carrier. Everybody has one of those. Yes. 
<laughs> it, all right. Well, three to beam out. <laughs> Do you know the cunt weasels that run this show have a call in line where you can express your DS9 wishes and DS9 dreams into their ear holes? They will play them on air and try to be nice to you because one day they hope to sell you Blue Apron snacks and underwear made out of Modal. The number is 917-408-3898. That number again is 917-408-3898. You will probably want to talk about how hot Dax and Bashir are. That is great. These pretentious asses also love it when people say they are wrong. So feel free to do that. James will probably go off on a knowingly obtuse rant about construction issues or political sophistication we know you love that, again 917-408-3898. Did you know that some Deep Space Nine podcasts have more reviews than us on iTunes? Doesn't that piss you off? Please review us on iTunes. We need to feel loved sometimes. <laughs>